Boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, ducks, snakes, shoe salesmen, used car salesmen, everybody else who's listening and uh, everyone who is hearing. This is the Pass the Bag podcast. Coming to you live and direct. It is not enough for you to get that bag. You got to know how to keep it. And if you want to keep that bag, you must share the bag. Kindly pass the bag. Indeed, that gentleman there, he is the one, the only Adrian Durrell Blackstock, Thanks. a black, a black DJ. Um, yeah, I'm known by several names. The government knows me as Robert Edward Patterson II. I want to give a shout Indeed. out to my father and my mother. Nice, they did a good job of naming me, uh, Mr. P from the 313. And uh, a couple, a couple of the names, you know, Bob Pins, Bobby Pins. Listen, folks, we just got done talking about the bag of tricks, toxic spirituality, part one. We want to get into the bag of tricks, part two. Oh, I'm sorry, we just got done talking about uh, toxic positivity, and uh, right. now we're getting it. We're getting into part two, which is toxic spirituality. Have you heard of this, sir? Uh, no. Again, another one that. That's new on my radar. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but what 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 is it? Please explain to the people. The people want to know. Well, um, you know, toxic spirituality. I'm just going to use my own definition. Those these layman's terms, you know, so we can uh, talk to talk the language of the layman. Uh, big shout out to our listeners. You know, we want to be able to touch the common folk, the, the academics, the illiterates. You know, we want to be able to reach everybody. Toxic spirituality is uh you know spirituality that is really uh negative having negative effects having detrimental effects to a person's health or you know that is harming uh, other people or the environment uh under the guise of you know uh, under the guise of this spirituality that is toxic and uh, i'm sorry that is holy and and um yeah it's just uh it's almost like a con game you know the toxic spirituality very much like a con game Oh, I'm so spiritual, and this is happening. We we see it a lot, really, with uh, leaders of uh, religious uh, organizations. That's the best example, the most accessible example of uh, toxic spirituality happens. You know, with these uh, gurus and these, uh, uh, you know. Whoo! I am very triggered right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Toxic spirituality. It's it's important to address. You know, so back in the when I was growing up. I'm gonna tell you straight up. When I was growing up, the um, the uh, Gauda Vaishnavas, the Hare Krishnas, they had a, a really bad reputation. There was a lot of uh, scandals that had taken place. You know, some children had been abused, some people's money had been taken, um, and the, there was always this language about you know Jim Jones and the Kool Aid and these cults, right? And so right. this is a different time now. Toxic spirituality. Um, manifests differently and it masquerades as self-help gurus. Uh, it masquerades as, um, I mean, you even see it with the, um, not just with the self-help gurus, but you see it with the, um, uh, uh, what is it like the, 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 the beauty, uh, type of, industries or you know all these industries that are telling people that they're you know going to be tuning up uh their spirit 
or these uh, types of uh, interactions where people are telling people that they're tuning up their spirit, but there's really something predatory uh, and uh, some exploitation going down and something that is nefarious going down. And, you know, the idea that, um, you know, that the spirituality has to be uh, this way or that way, um, you know, to another person's detriment. So this toxic uh, spirituality is uh, near and dear to me, but you say you're triggered. I, I, I want to hear a little bit about you before I get into a personal story and uh, talk a little bit about this article. Uh, bro, like just looking at the article. Um, so we linked the article below, so please read it if you want to see what we're talking about, but you are hundred percent responsible for your own circumstances. These are some of the toxic spiritualities beliefs according to this, uh, according to this audio, medium article, the ego is an mm. enemy that needs to be eliminated. Reacting with anger is a sign you need to do more work. Uh, meditation is a purely beneficial experience. Control your thoughts to manifest your reality. Rising above your emotions is a sign of spiritual maturity. Uh, I would agree with most of those statements. <laughs> um, okay, let's start mm -hmm. with number one. You're 100% responsible for your own circumstances. Uh... Yeah, it's just not I true. Think, I don't think 100%. <laughs> that part, okay, 100% responsible. I mean, there is, we are social beings. Like, other people's decisions do affect us. So, I, I, I feel like there's some, there is some, uh, there is some leeway to be given there for, like, percentage-wise. Like, it's not 100%. But I do think choices, choices play a big role in, you know, your, the, how your life shapes out. Uh, so, I agree, but I disagree on that one. The ego is an enemy that needs to be eliminated. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, loving yourself, wanting good things for yourself, believing in yourself, um, speaking about yourself. Uh, so. And it's basically saying in the article that being encouraged to pitch yourself against another part of yourself and overpower it can be harmful. And I, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. But I think. I don't know. I think sometimes in a lot of ways we run from conflict and, you know, I think that's I don't know if that's a great thing either. Uh, reacting with anger is a sign you need to do more work. I 100 percent agree with that. Well, hold on. Let's uh, let's 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 pause for a second on the last one. All right. Um, you know, I feel like the idea that uh, that there's conflict um, well, you know, the fight or flight thing, I think, is what, what came to, to, to mind and listening to, you know, fight or flight is, is part of the human uh, makeup. You know, it's part of this in our DNA, fight or flight. So, uh, yeah. you know, running from uh, a fight internally or externally, right, or choosing, you know, to have conflict with, you know, a part of oneself, it feels natural. And I think that the idea that the ego is something that needs to be wrestled into submission is super harmful, right? I mean, we, we need our ego um, because humble pie is a dish best served often and early. And right. uh, generally it's our ego that helps us to get into situations where we get our medicine, which is, which is that humble pie. Right. Mm. Anyway, so uh, reacting. Uh, uh, we agree on that for sure. Right on, bro. I don't know. Reacting with anger uh, as a sign that you need to quote do more work end quote. What are, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that um, that that is an extremely harmful 
because it puts anger uh, in a place where anger is inappropriate or something like that. I, I feel like anger itself is uh, just like joy or just like grief or something like that. You know, anger is a primary emotion. So I think the management of the anger is more important than the present of the anger itself. And, you know, people telling, telling us or us getting messages that us being angry is a sign that we need to do more work or that we haven't reached a certain level is really, really manipulative in a negative way, bro. That's how I look at it. I, I, yes, I agree. Agree. Now you, depending on how you get angry, I think, I mean, but then I, I, I subscribe to the belief of like righteous anger versus other types of anger. Um, what, what is righteous anger? Uh, I would say righteous anger in my definition would be anger that is justified because it's from the intention of reducing harm to others or to yourself see I, I love I love what you're saying because I don't I don't uh, I don't agree with it but I feel like it's a great opportunity for us to be able to you know like Hey, let's go. Anger doesn't need to be justified. We don't need justifications. Nobody needs justification for their anger, just like nobody needs justification for their sadness or something but, like uh, that. But agreed, agreed. But it says reacting with anger. Let's talk about the reaction. An angry reaction doesn't uh, need to be justified. That part. The reaction I hear needs you. To be reacting. I hear you. Like, yeah, of course, everybody feels anger. Like everybody gets mm. angry. Everybody gets sad. Everybody experiences these like human emotions. And that's what matters sure. women in a lot of ways. But how sure. you react, how you react to others, you know, I think, I mean, how do you react? I mean, in public, in private, like you get upset with your wife and then you start beating on her. Like, that's not. <laughs> that's not good. You know, that's not, <laughs> that's good, not good. You know, I mean, that is a sign I'll, that you need to do work. I do. I do believe that. Like, if you react sure. with anger, it is sure. a sign that you're you're not okay with your anger you're not okay with your ability to deal with your anger do i think i'm not gonna go to toxic positivity around and say you know like you shouldn't have to you should just disregard all anger no i'm not saying that but i am saying is that that's right action like you can be angry but how do you respond yeah the, i feel like we're, we're right there with the management of said of said uh, primary emotion, anger. It seems to me like the way that this is written may be problematic, even reacting versus responsive, right? The idea of uh, responding versus reacting. Uh, reacting with anger seems almost as if to say, channeling one's anger into something where it, it's inappropriate to channel it into uh, is a sign that one needs to do more work. And, I, and, and if that's the case, I would have to say that I would agree with that. I don't feel, though, that that is some sort of indicator of a person's spirituality, though. I feel like right. that's uh, problematic in a lot of ways to, to especially have another person to be uh, measuring someone else's spirituality or like that. Even that, to me, seems very fugazi. That's what I would say about that type of activity. Um, meditation is purely. So the articles, the art, hold on, let me say, let me say this one sec. They say feeling anger is not harmful. 
Feeling anger is not harmful. Neither is sharing that we feel it. It may make someone feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't make it wrong. We should remain curious about our anger. Anger, especially in the face of injustice, unlocks our empathy. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Um, it's just the, the title is what threw me off because reacting with anger. Like, feeling anger is okay. Sharing that you're angry is okay. Um, you know, like, getting to know your anger. Anger being becoming angry in the face of injustice like that is i'm i'm totally cool with that but that do i think that gives you a right to like uh loot a target you know or uh, you know or like smash a window you know smash private property no i mean i don't 100 percent agree with that but there's a time and a place for everything so let's get into the next one like you said meditation is a purely beneficial experience Meh. don't agree with that one that one I definitely don't agree with. <laughs> well, like, let's, I've, let's... I've, I've experienced a lot of anger due to my inability to meditate properly. Mm. Let's go off menu for a second, sir. Yeah, go off menu. let's do it. I'll tell you something. So recently, uh, there's a, a guy who, you know, was near and dear to me for a lot of years. He was like a brother to me uh, growing up even though we're not related, who this is a person that um, at times I would confront him for being a con artist, for being uh, the, the type of person who was taking advantage of people who was rocking people to sleep, particularly, um, you know, women who would have certain vulnerabilities or if he could play some guy into a certain type of situation too, to have control or to have leverage, he would do it. And it would often come through uh, things like talk of, you know, pseudo mysticism, uh, you know, zodiac signs and or uh, systems of divination and things like this. And, you know, all of these quote spiritual tools, in uh, quote, would all end up being tools for this person to get what it is that they wanted. Now, Part of the reason why I'm bringing this up, okay, because the one article is about spiritual narcissism. Part of the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there are lots of people who, uh, and this guy was a, he was a great example. I learned a, a crazy lesson from him recently. Uh, you know, some people, they burn incense and they uh, talk a certain way and they uh, present themselves as authorities and, and make sure that they're bringing up certain topics of conversation uh, that are associated with spirituality and, and whatnot. And then they turn around and have an Instagram page where they are, quote, massaging, end quote, women and showing that they have massage therapy tables in their homes to do this, quote, healing work, end quote, and put up videos that are, you know, pretty sleazy and tasteless and, and even go as far as to make websites, websites uh, where they're calling themselves massage therapists. Now, I don't know if you notice, Adrian Black, but there's only seven states in the United States where you can practice massage therapy without a license. In the state of Michigan, where this took place, is not one of them. This is the equivalent of having women come to your office as an OBGYN and you don't have a license to practice. The make matters will this is something that I know for a fact that this person is well educated about because they have a teaching license. So they're familiar with the uh, licensure process. And 
uh, us growing up together and me having a massage therapy license in the state of Michigan, let me just say I was appalled. I was absolutely disgusted, contacted the person, told them, you know, to take it down, let them know that next time I would be the person to report them versus the person to put them in check. Um, and it was really, really that type of a situation where I looked at this um, type of toxic spirituality because this is someone who is in people's ear talking to them about ways to you know, raise their energy and their vibrations and connection and uh, all of the rest of that pretty much just so he can, you know, lube up gals and rub them down. Um, yeah, that's an example that just happened to me just recently in my real life. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so where, 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 so I'm not, I'm having trouble drawing the connection though. Well, you know, it, it, it goes like this. Okay. I, um, I think I get it. I think I get it. He's like, go ahead, go ahead. Please, yeah. please do it. Well, well, so so what happens is when people are manipulated, they're manipulated about practices um, that are that are that are addressing their spiritual hygiene. Okay, uh, toxic toxic spirituality in general is about manipulative narratives of spiritual hygiene. You dig? So I'm going to lay these hands on you and. Uh, you know, you're going to be able like to feel this energy. Cloth. Excuse me, say again. Like the prayer cloth. Like a prayer cloth. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, let's see what the people uh, at home think. You know, this the has been the bag go. of tricks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Anything I, else I, you want? I want to keep going with this. This is great. I mean, I would, I'm down to just cut out one of my toppers just to keep going with this because this is amazing. Uh, so... <laughs> Let's go to the next one of on this. If you if you if you cool with that, because I would love Let's to do it. Uh, Let's do control, it. control your thoughts to manifest your reality. Wow. Um, control your thoughts to manifest your reality. Manifest is a is a is a triggering word for me. Um, because. I'm conflicted about it. What's your idea? What's your thoughts on manifesting? Uh, well, I can't say that. Um, I can't say that. I feel like it's a slippery slope. And here's why I feel like it's a slippery slope. Um, I used to have like a lot of nightmares and a lot of night terrors. And I had to learn to meditate myself out of that situation when I was a child. OK, and so meditating myself out of that situation specifically by uh, saying prayers where I would um, talk about what it was that I was going to do when these things would happen in my sleep. Uh, in a dream journal, keeping a dream journal, talking about what happened the night before, talking about what was going to happen the next night um, and eventually working myself into a place where I was fully lucid and I could sleep peacefully where once upon a time I couldn't sleep peacefully. Right. So that, that is uh, a matter of manifestation and even certain things that I'm doing in life at the moment, being in peaceful places, you know, being a person who is, um, you know, arguably a disabled individual who's living a, a high quality of life, um, making things happen. Um, you know, these are all, you know, things that I, that have been manifested. Um, 
not to say that those spaces were not already there. I feel like the manifestation is really just moving me or anyone into those spaces that already exist versus, you know, being, it's like finding a current in, in, in the ocean. So it's not like we create the current, the current is there. And then we just manifest riding the current. Um, these, these are, these are some of my uh, first thoughts about it. Uh, but I do think that there are certain narratives around manifestation that are absolutely um, no good. How about you? I think when it's, a, when it's attached to destiny, you know, and when it's attached to uh, this is yours by right, but not by works. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's used, you know, that's been, you know, the basis for so many conflicts. Like we deserve this land by right. You know, you think about you know, so many conflicts that, that are happening right now to this day um, based on, you know, what a certain country, a certain government, a certain person's ideas of what they should own because it's their destiny to manifest it. Like they should own it because they believe they should. Um, even though, you know, it may currently belong to someone else. Um, based on the systems that are in place nowadays. But yeah, manifest, manifest destiny is, is, is a great example. Right. Um, of, of how the narratives around manifesting can be toxic by themselves. <laughs> and can lead to war and devastation and, and disease and all types of things. 100%. 100%. How about uh, rising above your emotions is a sign of spiritual maturity? Well, why don't you go first? Well, I mean, rising above your emotions. I mean, it, it's the idea that emotions are something to be risen above again. Um, you know, if we're put here to be human and emotions are part of human nature, then right. what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, why, why should we want to, you know, transcend our nature? Uh, if anything, we, I don't want to say should, but I would say the, the, the better route, the, maybe the best route is to you know, be in tune with your nature rather than to attempt to shed it, um, but uh, again, you know, these are these are types of I don't know, uh, hopefully some, you know, enough people are listening to this to be able to tune in to uh, be able to share their uh, own experiences. And I even think that when we I think that one of the, the ways that we see this, it, it happens even if you think about biblically. For those people who are familiar with the church, I think for a good uh, piece of the demographic who might listen to this, they might be churchgoers and you get told messages about, you know, your desires. Um, what desire is a, is a thing. So it's going to be there. You have desires for a reason, rising above your desires. Mm, you know, how do we define rising above them? Acknowledging them, making good decisions uh, in the face of them, not letting them lead us astray. Uh, that's one thing, but eliminating them altogether. Uh, I think that those, those sorts of narratives 
and, and, and we hear them uh, a lot in terms of, I don't know how, how much experience you have, Adrian, with people talking about people who've become enlightened or enlightened people uh, because of whatever their practice, where they're giving up all of these things, you know, giving up desire, um, you know, and then they become enlightened. And uh, yeah, just that idea. Um, I feel like it can be, it can be very dangerous. Mm. Facts. But that I agree with. Uh, I, I agree that it's dangerous. I would I would exchange rising above to completely understanding. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say understanding your emotions is a superpower. Like like the ability even foresee emotions on the rise, you know, based on certain stimuli to be so tapped in, so tuned in to who you are what you've experienced and where you want to go that you can you can darn near see your emotions on the horizon like ride the waves but like you know just like a expert surfer be able to like see the waves coming you know like based on the environment you know based on like all right where's where was the moon last night where's the sun like all right where are these waves breaking what's under this water like what's the current i mean what's like what's the currents around here like what's the wind right now like understanding all of those things uh spiritually emotionally physically about who you are what you've experienced where you are and where you want to go to be able to like ride them joints just because you just have all that knowledge and you tapped in like that like an expert surfer you know I, that's what I mean by completely understanding your emotions is a sign of spiritual maturity. Like somebody that can do that, I feel like they're a superhero. I um, I'm rocking with you here. Uh, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm listening. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm rocking with you here. Uh, understanding your emotions is like being a superhero. I really enjoy that statement. Mm, I feel like <laughs> also because I feel like uh, acceptance is important too. So as a human being, our experience is meant to be that we are experiencing limited knowledge more than we are complete knowledge. And of course, knowledge itself is uh, the best type of knowledge that one can cultivate if you ask me. Um, so understanding one's own condition, emotional condition, mental, spiritual, sexual, intuitive condition is always the best thing. And even then, right. there, even then there comes a point where understanding uh, is be- best to yield to acceptance because uh, limited understanding is, is part of uh, is part of the uh, it's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. absolutely. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sick of uh, seeing people get taken advantage of, and um, also noted if people are not asking me, then I'm not telling them a lot of times. So just being in an environment where, um, <laughs> say what now? <laughs> no, nah, I just, I was just, I, that was a bar, bro. That was a bar. <laughs> so you're being in these experiences where there are people like my friend who uh, 
you know, or the guy who I grew up with, let's say that, who was practicing without a license um, and being in a place where there's a whole lot of these type of people who are doing whatever they're doing and they don't have anyone to check them. There's no regulatory bodies and, uh, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. I just, there's a lot of uh, toxic spirituality in the world. And, um, I think that makes the world a better place for us to all talk about it. Let's pass that bag, ladies and gentlemen. Pass it on. Pass this podcast on. Uh, what share do you with think? a friend. Let us know. Keep us posted. Like, are you tuned in like that on your emotions? Like, what do you think about toxic positivity, toxic spirituality, um, just toxicity in general? What do you think? Like, we'd love to know. Like, we want to be in the know. Absolutely. It's the Pastor Bag Podcast. It's been the Bag of Tricks, part one, part two.